You're listening to the Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Listen to moms share their stories, lessons, and best practices on how they're crushing it in business, health, faith, and their communities, plus so much more. Here's your host, Andrea McCoy. Welcome to another episode of Moms Making Moves Today. If this is your first time visiting us, welcome, welcome. If you're a returning business, thank you for coming and see us again. Today on the show, we have Maria Swan. Maria is a wife, a mom of three, and she owns her own business. Today, Maria is going to help us get organize, step up our style branding, and just build that confidence as a mom. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. So, Maria, we know you're a mom of three. Tell us about your motherhood journey. Yes, of course. So, I had my first child uh, when I was 21 years old, and it was a total surprise. Like, I just was the one that said I was not going to get pregnant early, and I did. And I grew up in traditional Christian home. So um, because I grew up in traditional Christian home, the church was embarrassed that I got pregnant you know, early. My parents, on the other hand, they gave me grace. And my my dad sat down with me and he said, I know you had your baby, you had her early, you're not married, but this is not the end for you. And whatever you do from today forward will change the trajectory of your life. So when he told me that, it always stuck in my head. So whenever I got discouraged or whenever somebody said something, you know, smart to me or something mean to me about me being pregnant, I think it to myself, my daddy's told me that this is not the trajectory of my life. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to leave where it is and I'm going to move forward. So that was my first baby. She's truly the baby that struggled with me because we struggle a lot, especially when her dad left. It was just a struggle and how he left was a struggle. So then fast forward, I was a single parent for a few years. I met my now husband. We had a baby together. And then he brought his baby, Ariana, who is, I call her my love child because she is the sweetest stepdaughter anybody can have. She's just, she's amazing, amazing stepdaughter. So now we have our three girls and uh, I'm just raising them, you know, to be loving, fun, creative girls. That is great. I love to hear the story of blended families. Tell us about maybe some of the challenges that you found in blending the family? Of course, yes. Well, in the beginning, of course, my daughter's dad, he wasn't around like that. Like, if he was around, he wasn't pretty much saying anything on how I need to raise my daughter. Well, on my husband's side, she was very vocal about how what she wanted to do and how she wanted things in brand here, you know, because she, she wanted her house to be ran like this house, but it doesn't work like that when you're in a blended family. You know, everybody has different traditions and everybody have different things that they do. You know, as long as the child is, you know, okay, as long as the child is safe, you know, you kind of have to let each family do what they're going to do on their time. And for me, I I wasn't mentally ready to be a stepmom because I don't like outside drama. I just don't like it. So it took me a while. It took me years, actually, because... To really like be at peace because I was biting my tongue a lot because I see my husband stressed out. So instead of me like saying, I need you to do this, I need you to fix this, I need you to do that, I would suppress it. And I started getting really sick. 
So I told myself after a few years, Maria, you cannot let the relationship that they have or what they don't have interrupt or intrude what you have going on in your home. So I found peace within myself. And I told myself, when she comes over here, that's my baby. That's our baby. And we're going to do whatever we do with her over here. She's happy. She's satisfied. And everything else will figure itself out. And thank God it did. (laughs) I did not see the light. Shout out to you, Maria, and to all the moms, the dads are, that are dealing with blended families. I grew up in a blended family. So, you know, like you said, it can work. You have to focus on yes. your home and the atmosphere that you're creating for the child. Yes. Yeah, for you. Yeah. No, that's good. So how old are your kids? I have 10 and 9 and a 5. Okay. Uh-huh. Ten and nine and a five. Young kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they are. And they're so energetic and bubble. They're like the girl's girl. Like when you think about a girl, like a girly girl, my babies are they're it. You know, so I have fun with them. Wow. What are some of the things that you do with them? Well, I really try to have a lot of playtime, to be honest. I'm like the silly parent because if I'm not, if I don't get silly with them or dance, turning music up to 200 and we get out and dance, I'm going to go crazy. That's just how I'm set up. You know, so I'm like, all right, guys, it's the dance contest. Turn the music up and we dance or we do karaoke. We do little DIYs. They love DIYs a science project. I think my little one likes it way too much, the little science project, but like, I have to do things where they can get their hands dirty and they can play and they can just be creative. I have creatives. I'm grateful for it. Like my two babies are creatives. They like to do things with their hands and make dresses with, you know, socks, you know, things like that. So those are some of the things that I do to get their creative energy out. I'm not the mom that's going to go run out. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> but I will, you know, do the singing contest and the dance dance-offs and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. No, that's important to let them thrive in their creativity. Our daughter is extremely creative. I remember when she was little, she would, like, mix up the soaps in the bathroom and everything would be all mixed up. You didn't know what you were getting. Uh-huh. And she would also be in her room late at night. Um, She had this little sewing kit. And the first time I saw her with it, I was so nervous. Uh And I just sat there and watched her and she actually knew what she was doing. And as time progressed, I saw her create this little purse. And I'm like, man, because of my fear or not knowing or saying, stop doing that, who knows where that might take her. And still years later, she's creative and it's a part of who she is. Yes. So let's talk about your business. Tell me some a little bit more. What exactly is a the importance of style brings things? So, what exactly, Maria, is the importance of style branding? Yes, I am really big on showing up in the world how you want others to perceive you. I know a lot of people think, you know, we shouldn't care about what they think. You know, we have the expertise, you have the degree, they shouldn't care about what you have on. But unfortunately, we live in the world that judges you based off of what you wear, how you act, your image, right? So when I talk about style branding or I help 
a client with style branding. I'm helping her look like her business, help her look like her career, you know, or her goals. I know you're here now, but you say if you want to climb up the ladder, you're going to have to dress a little better. You can't be wearing joggers to the office. You can't be wearing tights and a blouse to the office. You just can't do it. You're going to have to, you know, elevate your style. So style branding is definitely something that's needed if you're trying to elevate yourself and you want to be perceived as whatever it is you want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Dress for what you want, not necessarily where you are right now. If you want that sweet office or you want that, like you said, promotion, it all starts with the mind and then it will go from internal to outside and then others can see it too. It's true. It's so true. So that's why I think it's so important because when you dress better, I don't care what nobody says, when you dress better, you perform better. Like yeah. you can sit to a doctor. That's why they wear the white coat. I'm sure it makes them feel some kind of way when they put the white coat on. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. How did you come across this? Were you always into style? What was your focus? I was always into style. I remember being into style very young. I remember like walking to the store, telling my mom, I'm going to walk to the store. And before I walked to the store, I put on like one of my cutest outfits and my brother being like, but why the store is down the road? Like, why did you have to put that on to go down the road? And I remember telling him when I was younger, like, I don't know who I'm going to see. I don't know who's going to be out there. Not realizing that that was something in me that I could use later. It, I thought it was just like my fetish or something. Like I got to look good. I don't know who I'm going to see. And um, so I've always been in the style, always been into color. Um, so it's just something that's just in me. So is this something that you do full-time now? Yes, it is. I actually resigned from my job on December the 20th, 2019, last year. Wow. What were you doing previously? HR. So I worked in corporate America. I did benefits for, it's a, we're the corporate company, and then there was three other plants that we did HR for. We're the, like a hub, HR hub. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I did. Actually, I loved it. I love my HR job. Like, if I wouldn't have found my purpose, I would have still been there. That's what I do. I have an HR job, too, in recruiting. Love it. Yes. Awesome. So were you nervous when you had made the decision to leave your corporate job? I was very nervous. I was nervous because, one, you know, when you start a business, especially a business that's in my field, when people say wardrobe stylist, personal stylist, capsule wardrobe expert, things like that, people are like, what? What are you doing? Like a lot of people think it's a luxury. And a lot of people think that it's not something that's really needed, you know? So I had that in the back of my head, like, girl, like, do you think that this is something that can be sustainable? And then with my husband, I knew that because I was going out on a limb that my income was not going to be steady until everything got, you know, people started knowing about my business and things like that. Thankfully, my husband, he has a good job. So, you know, he was able to keep us float. And then we had money in savings. So he was able to keep us float while I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Because since I started, I changed what I was going to do. So I started as a personal stylist, wardrobe stylist. Then I realized personal styling is a quick fix. And the clients that I dealt with all had the same common problem. They all had unorganized closets and they all had things in their closet that they should get rid of to fill in pieces that they love. So when I realized that, I said, let me do a more permanent thing. Let me do closet organizing. So I started doing the closet organizing, COVID-19 hit. And clients that I had 
that I was going to be doing in the near weeks, they were like, sorry, six feet. And they were not having it. Like, I don't care if I put on gloves and a mask. They weren't having it. I had to think quickly. So in order for me to be able to keep up with the times, I had to do a lot of more virtual and make sure my packages were more virtual. And then I, I'm doing strictly like organizing. I still do organizing, but it's capsule wardrobes because I want women to maintain their style. If a woman can maintain her style, she'll look good every day. And to me, a capsule wardrobe is the best way to do it. Now, I've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that, you know, were thriving and their businesses may have just been getting to really kick off and gain momentum. And then COVID-19 took place and it's like, okay, let me rethink this. How am I going to be able to market myself? Some of them had, you know, brick and mortar businesses and they're like, online. I would say the time during COVID-19 was exhausting (laughs) as well as unprecedented, but you also had that opportunity where we talked about earlier, that creative juices and stuff that you learn and acquire, that kicks us in and say, how am I going to still make it? And then some might even find out that these new and innovative ways that they learn how to do They'll want to continue because it's like, hey, this works too. Yep. Yep. It's so true. And it's so funny because I was telling my husband, I was like, gosh, this could not have come in a better time because it actually gave me time to revamp and to really niche down. So I didn't think of it as like, I just lost money or I'm losing clients. I didn't think that. I said, you know what? I can use these next few months to really, you know, hone in on what I want to do and who I want to serve. And then by the time it's over, people will be like, oh, this is what she does. And they're just going along with the punches, you know? So I agree. So is that how you increased your visibility by doing online? Were you using any particular platform? What part of advertising did you enhance? Well, I did more videos on Facebook. Facebook, my audience is on Facebook. Um, Instagram, not so much. I mean, I have a pretty good follow on Instagram, but I don't really like Instagram. It's just not my thing. Facebook talks back and I like to talk and I like for people to comment back to me. I feel like for me, Facebook is it. And I started doing more videos. I started talking more and people started sharing more of my things. I use a lot of Facebook groups. And people started reaching out to me in my Facebook group. So that's really what I utilize to advertise myself and to really just get my name and my face out. Thank you, Maria. And that is extremely helpful. So I know you had mentioned that you did closet organizing. Mm-hmm. My closet is a mess. <laughs> Can having an organized closet increase a person's productivity and efficiency? Yes. And this is what I always say, you know, I feel like your day should not be ruined in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times when you get out of your bed, you brush your teeth, take a shower, whatever you're going to do, and you go in your closet and it's a mess. You're like, dang, now I have to figure out what I'm going to wear. And I do not want women to suffer with decision fatigue in the morning when it could be a breeze for you to just pick out an outfit because your closet is organized and it has pieces in there you absolutely love and say, this is what I'm going to wear today. Or I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to meetings today. And I think today I want to feel a little bold. So I'm going to put this and this and this on because this makes me feel good. This makes me feel bold. Or today I'm going to lay low, but I really want to be cute and comfortable. And I have this outfit over here because you can see it. 
you know, because you're, you know, your closet isn't just cluttered. You can say, this is what I want to wear. This is how I want to feel today. And you go in and you grab it and it's easy. So definitely increases productivity and when you're having a, we have children. So our morning zone, turn out how you want to turn out a lot of times when you, when you can go in and say, give me a minute, you get your blazer, your t-shirt, your jeans and get out. It makes your morning easier, you know? Yes. No, that is definitely helpful because you may have one plan and schedule for the morning. And before you know it, and that whole hour has gone by and you're like, I didn't get anything done that I wanted to. It's so true. So Maria, please share with us before we go to the speed round where our listeners can learn more about you, connect with you. I know you told us Facebook, give us the exact information where to connect with you. Of course. Yes. So I have a website. It's www.thevodkatour.com. That is where you can find out about what I do and more about my services. I am on Instagram at thevodkatour.com. And on Facebook, I have a Devocateur page, but I am more on my personal page. So a lot of my cute information, my funny posts, you know, my information and tips are on my personal page, which is Maria Barry Swan. Thank you. We'll make sure that we have all that information within the show notes so that listeners can organize, step their brand game up. We're moms. That doesn't mean that we can't dress cute, comfortable as well. Yes. And stylish. You never have to... You never have to compromise style for comfort. Never. People say like, what? Like, I'm like, you never. You could always be nice looking and dress well and still be comfortable. Like, there's no excuse not to look good every day. <laughs> Cute and comfort. I like that. So, Maria, let's move over to the speed round. Mm-hmm. Since I have you here, I think one of the best questions to kick this off is what are some of the must-have items that every ambitious woman should own and be able to go in their closet and pick out? Yes, I'm going to give you my top five. A blazer. You can get them any color, but a blazer for sure. A nice pair of jeans because you can dress them up, you can dress them down. A black dress is another thing you can dress up. And you can dress down. Now, rompers, because rompers, you can wear it to a dinner party or you can wear it to work, depending on the accessories that you wear with them. And a nice pair of pointed toe flats. Got it. Mm -hmm. Top five. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give to moms wanting to transform their stuff? I would would tell them, a lot of the women that I deal with are moms. And I have to tell them, you have to know that how you look is worth it. Like you have to know that, yes, I buy enough for my children, but it's time for me to step up how I want to look and how I want to feel. You have to know, you have to think to yourself, okay, is this truly something that I want to invest in? This is truly something I want to do to make sure I look and feel how I want to look and feel every day of the week. We make sure our children are cute. We make sure, you know, our girls, their hair is done, everything's together. Like, we don't let them walk out any kind of way. Why do we do that to ourselves? So I think it's, first, it's a mental thing. Like, it's a, you know, you have to kind of talk yourself up. Like, you know what? I, I am worth me amping up my style and looking good every day, you know? So what does Maria do for self-care? 
Yes, I'm big on like showers and baths and things like that. So what I'll do is I'll take my shower and then I'll take a bath and I'll listen to a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts about femininity and a lot of podcasts about just really empowering you to just be your, the best version of yourself. So I will literally sit in the bath, listen to my podcast, however long it is. I'm really big on my skin too. So I really, you know, soak in, get everything in my skin I need to get in there. And then I relax. Like I, I move so much because my girls are the high energy. Like I don't have calm babies and none of them are calm. So I can't sit them in front of a TV and say, girl, watch the movie for an hour and a half. They're not going for that. <laughs> so they pull at me and, and sometimes it's draining because I still have to, you know, tend to them and tend to my husband. So a lot of times I'm like, mommy's having downtime and mommy's going to sit in here and I'm either going to sit you know, and listen to another podcast or look at a tutorial because I'm, I'm always looking at tutorials on, you know, makeup and, you know, different things that I can use on my skin. So I'm going to sit. I take time for myself to really just relax or I do my devotional and I read, you know, my prayers for the day or whatever. So my self-care is really just me, whatever I can do for me time, which is my bath and my long shower and, you know, me sitting on my bed and really just focuses on me and what I need to do to improve myself. That's my self-care time. Yes. The baths and the showers and just letting them know this is my time right now. Just yes. give me this time. Yes. <laughs> yes. And what is your superpower? My superpower is I call myself the confidence keeper. I can literally sit in a room with a woman who feels crappy about herself. And by the time I finish with her, she feels better about herself. And it's a gift that I have. And that is it. My superpower is boosting up women's confidence. Like, I know it. Like, I see it in women's face after I talk to them. And I'm, I can be like a regular talking like, oh, you feel this way. And by the time I finish, you can see on their face, their face brightens up and their eyes, you know, lighten up. That is my superpower. Like, that is what I do. I hear it in your voice. It just radiates and serves and provides to others confidence. So I appreciate that. I definitely mm -hmm. hear it. And what would be your closing advice to moms out here wanting to make moves just like yourself? They have something they're passionate about, something that they want to do. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to them? My advice is not too late to start what you love to do. I'm 30 and I felt like I had spent so much time just kind of coasting in life, if that makes any sense. Uh, Cause I was just, I was good at HR. So I was gonna stay there for the rest of my life. It was up to me. I was just good at it. You know, the things I've done, I've, I've just been good at it. So I kind of settled for it. And um, I thought it was too late for me to go back to doing styling or, you know, putting my esthetician license that I have that I haven't used in over 15 years, you know, to, to practice or signing the modeling agency that I did sign. Like I thought it was just too late. And when, after I got sick, I realized it's not too late. Like my life is not over and I'm going to do what I need to do so I can check things off my, on my list and say, I tried it. Even if it didn't go how I wanted to go, I tried it, you know, so my thing is, it's not too late. Whatever it is that you love to do, I'm not saying you have to quit your job and do it. Do it as a side hustle or yes. do it as something on the side or you could do it as a hobby. Like if that's what you want to do, do it because you never want to sit in, you know, when you sit with yourself, you never want to sit and say, I wish I could do that. 
when you could have just did it. Like, I just started a YouTube channel. That's something that I wanted to do. I said, if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But girl, like, whatever it is that you want to do as a mom, as a wife, whatever it is you guys are, my advice to you is literally put your guard down, put your fear down and do it. Maria, we're about to start having church in here. I heard you about to start preaching. (laughs) 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 But no, that is so true. Whatever it is that you want to do, it's not too light. Just Mm -mm. step out in faith and give it a shot. Yes. Yes. Maria, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. I definitely appreciate everything that you have shared and provided to the moms today. Moms, definitely reach out to Maria. She's not only going to step your style game up, but she's going to make sure that you're confident as well. Yes. Total package. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Making Moves Today. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.